Hello everybody, this is Kia from Wicked Majesty and you are listening to Tea and Terror Podcast, the show that entertains with true and fictional stories from beyond the grave for people who love horror. Good evening everyone, welcome to another night of terror in Classic Macabre on Tea and Terror Thursdays. I am your host, Kia Reed. If you are new here, welcome to the Wicked Majesty channel. I post horror stories, gothic tales, and creepypastas that will get your blood rushing and nightmares beyond your imagination. If you are a returning subscriber, thank you very much for watching my videos and subscribing. You definitely help my channel flourish and I greatly appreciate it. Tonight, I will be reading The Fall of the House of Usher by Edgar Allan Poe. As you all should know, this is Edgar Allan Poe week on the Wicked Majesty and the Graveyard Versus YouTube channels, as well as the Tea and Terror podcast. So you will be seeing quite a bit of videos in honor of Poe's birthday. So be on the lookout for them. I hope you enjoy tonight's narration of the fall of the House of Usher. If you make it through the entire episode and you like what you heard tonight and you're listening to the podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcast, or SoundCloud, then please share the Tea and Terror podcast with others and add it to your playlist. If you are listening from my Wicked Majesty YouTube channel, please hit that like button and subscribe to my channel. Thank you all so much. Now on with the story. It was a dark and soundless day near the end of the year, and clouds were hanging low in the heavens. All day I had been riding on horseback through country with little life or beauty, and in the early evening I came within view of the house of Usher. I don't know how it was, but my first sight of the building, a sense of heavy sadness filled my spirit. I looked at the scene before me at the house itself, at the ground around it, at the cold stone walls of the building at its empty eye-like windows and at a few dead trees i looked at this scene i say with a complete sadness of soul which was no healthy earthly feeling there was a coldness a sickening of the heart in which i could discover nothing to lighten the weight i felt what was it i asked myself what was it that was so fearful so frightening in my view of the house of usher this was a question to which I could find no answer. I stopped my horse beside the building on the edge of a dark and quiet lake. There I could see, reflected in water, a clear picture of the dead trees and of the house and its empty eye-like windows. I was now going to spend several weeks in this house of sadness, this house of gloom. Its owner was named Roderick Usher. We had been friends when we were boys, but many years had passed since our last meeting. A letter from him had reached me, a wild letter which demanded that I reply by coming to see him. He wrote of an illness of the body, of a sickness of the mind, and of a desire to see me, his best and indeed his only friend. It was the manner in which all of this was said. It was the heart in it which did not allow me to say no. Although as boys we had been together, I really knew little about my friend. I knew, however, that his family, a very old one, had long been famous for its understanding of all the arts and for many 
many quiet acts of kindness to the poor. I had learned, too, that the family had never been a large one with many branches. The name had passed always from father to son, and when people spoke of the house of Usher, they included both the family and the family home. I again looked up from the picture of the house reflected in the lake to the house itself. A strange idea grew in my mind, an idea so strange that I can tell it would only show the force of, of the feelings which laid their weight on their feelings which laid their weight on me i really believe that around the whole house and the ground around it the air itself was different it was not the air of heaven it rose from the dead decaying trees from the gray walls and the quiet lake it was sickly unhealthy it was a sickly unhealthy air that i could see slow moving heavy and gray shaking off from my spirit what must have been a dream I looked more carefully at the building itself. The most noticeable thing about it seemed to be its great age. None of the walls had fallen yet. The stone appeared. None of the walls had fallen. Yet the stones appeared to be in a condition of advanced decay. Perhaps the careful eye would have discovered the beginning of a break in the front of the building, a crack making its way from the top down the wall until it became lost in the dark waters of the lake. I rode over a short bridge to the house. A man who worked in the house, a servant, took my horse and I I entered. Another servant of quiet step led me without a word through many dark turnings to the room of his master, which that I met on the way I added on the way added I do not know how the strangeness of which I have already spoken. While the objects around me, the dark wall coverings, the blackness of the floors, and the things brought home from long forgotten wars, while these things were like the things I had known since I was a baby, while I admitted that all of this was only what I had expected, I was still surprised at the strange ideas which grew in my mind from these simple things the room i came into was very large and high the windows were high and pointed at the top and so far above the black floor that they were quite out of reach only a little light red in color made its way through the glass and served to light the nearer and larger objects my eyes however tried and failed to see into the far high corners of the room dark coverings hung upon the wall the many chairs tables had been used for a long long time books lay around the room but could give no sense of life i felt sadness hanging over everything no escape from this deep cold gloom seemed possible as i entered the room usher stood up from where he had been lying and met me with a warmth which at first i could not believe was real a look however at his face told me that every word he spoke was true we sat down and for some moments while he said nothing i looked at him with a feeling of sad surprise surely no man had ever before changed as roderick usher had could this be the friend of my early years it is true that his face had 
always been unusual. He had gray-white skin, eyes large and full of light, lips not bright in color, but of beautiful shape, a well-shaped nose, hair of great softness, a face that was not easy to forget, and now the increase of in the strangeness of his face had caused so great a change that i almost did not know him the horrible white of his skin and the strange light in his eyes surprised me and even made me afraid his hair had been allowed to grow and in its softness it did not fall around his face but seemed to lie upon the air i could not even with an effort see in my friend the appearance of a simple human being in his manner i saw at once changes came and went and i soon found that this resulted from his attempt to quiet a very great nervousness i had indeed been prepared for something like this partly by his letter and partly by remembering him as a boy his actions were first too quick and then too quiet sometimes his voice slow and trembling with fear quickly changed to a strong heavy careful spaced carefully spaced too perfectly controlled manner it was in this manner that he spoke of the purpose of my visit of his desire to see me and of the deep delight and strength he expected me to give him he told me what he believed to be the nature of his illness it was he said a family sickness and one from which he could not hope to grow better but it was he added at once a nervous illness which would without doubt soon pass away it showed itself in a number of strange feelings some of these as he told me of them interested me but were beyond my understanding perhaps the way in which he told me of them added to the strangeness he suffered much from sickly increase in the feeling of the senses he could only he could eat only the most tasteless food all flowers smelled too strongly for his nose his eyes were hurt by even a little light and there were few sounds which did not fill him with horror a certain kind of sick fear was completely his master i shall die he said i shall die i must die of this fool's sickness in this way this way and no other way i shall be lost i fear what will happen in the future not for what happens but for the result of what happens i have indeed no fear of pain but only fear of its result of terror i feel that the time will soon arrive when i must lose my life and my mind and my soul all together in some last battle with the horrible enemy beer. Mm -hmm.